You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, welcome back to another Geek Card Check. This is our last episode of 2019, and I cannot wait to dive in. My name is Chris. I'm Tyler. And I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker yet. Kate. <laughs> You're the only one. You're the only one. Uh, That's what we're talking about today. This is terrible. No, no we're not. No, oh, we're shoot. not talking soon, about Rise of I prepped yes. the wrong thing. Okay. You did. That's completely wrong. No, actually, Tyler, I'm glad you brought it up. We're going to be discussing our favorite geek things in the year yes, 2019. Yes, we are. So, you know, you know, obviously on this podcast, we talk a lot about geek stuff. We have a lot of, of things in our lives that we get passionate about, excited about, nerdy and geeky about. And so we wanted to just kind of run through our year and talk about maybe the best geek stuff we have come across um, in the last 12 months. Um, and uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and start if it's okay with you guys. Is that, is that all right? Sure. And, and to be clear, okay. this isn't ju- this isn't a uh, like a year-end best movies list. This isn't a year-end best TV shows list. It is. No. It's anything and everything that could possibly fit into the geek category. So we've got tech, no. we've got games, we've got uh, you know t- books, we've got tons of stuff in addition to movies and TV. So I'm going to take the wide left turn, and I'm going to talk about gear. So this past, I guess the last several months, I have decided that I wanted to become a part of the kind of EDC world, the everyday carry. Are you familiar with this world, this kind of um, group of people no, who I, carry? I, in fact, I mean, I think I feel like I've heard the acronym or the, the abbreviation, EDC? but I didn't know what it meant. I'm well, just everyday carry jokes, so you better. Oh, good. Go ahead. Okay. I appreciate that, Kate. So, I am some curious. of us were being serious uh, about this very intense topic. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I started to uh, carry a knife every day, a pocket knife. Same. Um, oh, this is exciting. Yeah, it's become kind of a, a thing for me, just because. Okay, so I've got two young ki- uh, two da- young daughters, and it is amazing to me how often they say hey dad can you open this mm-hmm. hey dad i need you to cut this thing off hey so dad will you you're a cut above now is what you're saying i'm a cut above that's right and so i decided um i'm getting a nice knife for christmas but for the last several months i've been carrying a fairly um, inexpensive but very nice knife and so i wanted to recommend the knife that i have been carrying i think it's about 15 or 16 dollars on Amazon, and it's the CRKT Squid. It's a Ooh. little small uh, pocket knife. It's easy to open up and close with one hand. Um, it's very small, and I just I really like this thing. So um, CRKT Squid. It's kind of changed the way that I like live my life, especially with the the my daughters. And you look. It happens all the time. I'm someplace and I just, I need to get into something. I need to open something. I need to, whatever it is. It is just a great tool to have on me at all times. So I've started doing that and I don't regret it at all. It is, it's just fantastic. So does the EDC, does that apply to like other things or is it just like when you say carry, does it have to be weaponry or are we talking like, could you be carrying just like a Leatherman or something like that? Well, I would not call this a weapon. This is a, like literally it's a, it's a two- and a half, maybe, maybe not even that. I think it was sure. like a two-inch blade. Right. It is much more of a tool than a weapon. I would never ever uh, use this in any kind of self-defense. It is much more. Um, 
break down a box or open right. up a package or whatever. So tools is what I would say I, I'm more interested in. Um, and uh, this for that for that purpose, this works incredibly well. What sure. were you going to say, Kate? I'm, there's something I'm sure you were about to say to me, and I, I can't wait to hear what this was. <laughs> well, Tyler cut off a really great pun that I'm going to leave alone now because the oh, moment gosh. has passed. But yeah. I do feel like Squid is a very memorable name, though it's a bit puzzling given its size. But, you know, yay for memorable names. It, it looks like a squid. I don't know if you can see, like, the profile of it or not, but the like the, it looks like the, this is the eye of the squid. Um, you've got like oh, the yeah. Okay. It's really that it's makes actually more sense. Yeah, it is. It's a it, it's designed by a famous knife designer um, and um, uh, what is it Burnley? I think is his name. Anyway, I don't need to get too geeky into the knife, but it's actually a really well known, respected knife. But it's super cheap. So if if you lose it or it's dropped somewhere, it's like it's fifteen the end bucks, of the world sixteen bucks. It. Yeah, on Amazon, and I would highly recommend it. It's kind of changed my my uh, my world cool. as far as like options go there. So well, I I'd, I'd second I'd second carrying something like that. I carry a Leatherman around. Yeah, not my pocket, but I always I almost always have my bag with me. My like with. with uh, it's as close to a briefcase as I get, but you know, with my computer and stuff, there's always my Leatherman in there or, and I have one in my car as well um, with yeah. know, pliers and other smaller things too. Leatherman's great, but it's a little too big for, it is uh, a little bulkier. Carrying. Yeah. Yours is <laughs> it, yours. I, it would fit really nicely just in your pocket. So you, you're saying yeah. it's in your pocket all the time. It's in my pocket all the time. Nice. It's got a little like deep carry clip. So it just looks like I have like a, a, a pin or something. No one's going to know. And I can, I mean, very yeah, that I'm armed. And I can very easily open this up with one hand, do what I've got to do, close it back up, and no one even knows Take that I've had a knife Take down the bad guy. It's probably good that up. no one knows you have a squid in your pants. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So I should move on. <laughs> Golly, I can't believe this. This episode's gotta, already going wait, downhill. I have to wait for a minute. Oh, All geez. right. I think I actually, I think I actually, you made me cut myself just on that. Unbelievable. No. Okay, so. Uh, we're going to take the family-friendly banner off of this and have to put the E in front of, our, of this episode. Golly. All right, so moving on. That's my gear. That's my gear recommendation for the year. Um, the, uh, the second, uh, category, I guess I'll jump into real quick. And this is the more, the two more obvious ones, uh, TV and film. Um, I wanted to highlight again, I know we talked about it. We had an entire episode about it, but I wanted to remind people that what we left behind the documentary yeah. about Deep space nine is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really great. I don't think enough people saw it. It's not on, as far as I know, it's not on a screen, a streaming service at the moment. Uh, so you have to pay for it or rent it or whatever. But I would highly recommend it if you're a fan of Deep Space Nine or even just kind of television, kind of behind the scenes and you're mm-hmm. you're interested in that culture. If you're a geek, you're going to like what we left behind. And if you want to remember Odo, since the actor who played him is now yeah. And yeah. Aaron Eisenberg also passed away. That's true, yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, good. That, that Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. Um, anyway, so I, I, I would highly recommend that television for me um, over this past year. And again, like I wouldn't say these are my favorite uh, ones, but the ones I wanted to highlight, I think I've mentioned it a f- couple times on the show already, but I'm going to do it again one more time. Um, and that is on Disney Plus, there is a show called C um, with Jason Momoa. Um, I'd recommend it. 
if if you're a fan of like the walking dead or post apocalyptic type stuff um i think you will like it it actually ends pretty well um i don't know that they'll ever do another season but it, it, i would recommend that you watch it how many episodes do you have to get in before it really gets you because i saw the first and went i don't know about this well, I don't know. If, if you didn't like the first episode, I, I, I very rarely tell people, waste three hours of your life on something <laughs> you don't think you'll like. Mm-hmm. If you have no interest, if you didn't like the way that that ended with, like, there's a, that ends like with, like, them finding a bridge, right? Yeah, they're at the bridge. Yeah, I think so. So if you don't like that, you probably, it, it is very s- slow moving, um, but I really appreciated it. I really appreciated where they went and how they went there. And I, I think, you know, if if you like those kind of stuff, you're you're going to be in for a treat. If you're not, no worries. Watch the first episode like Kate did. And I, I mean, I wouldn't, I very rarely recommend somebody like push it, you know, harder than, than one or two episodes. So if you don't, if you don't like that, then, then don't worry about it. Um, but I, I really I would highly recommend it. That's one and that then, I'd like to I'd like to see. I've I've been very curious about it and you recommended it, Chris. So I, is is it done now? I mean they finished their their first season. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I, I mean it's done. It is I don't think they're going to I mean maybe they will, but it, no one's talking about sure. it. No one's recommending it. No one's That's why I am kind of evangelizing it right sure, now. like sure. go you should you should watch it because I really do think it's actually kind of a hidden gem. Um, and unfortunately what I what I think is is the fate of of that of of C the morning show of anything else it's going to really rest on the fate of of Apple TV Plus because mm-hmm. it's right. not a good streaming service like in terms of what it offers it's not a good streaming service uh, like oh, I disagree I totally disagree with you yeah that's a whole other conversation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but, but all, all that to say like it, it's, I mean I think. I think Servant is great. Have you guys watched I haven't watched Servant? it yet and I'm dying Definitely. to watch it. But I'm talking four four shows and no back catalog of anything. Like that's that's why I that's that's my my thing. But it's, again, like yeah. what was the cost it, of it? Was, it, for, it was free for, for me, so I'm not complaining. But that but that's yeah. more of what I mean is is I hope that I sorry, that meant that came out way way more negative than I than I meant it to sound. I meant more like I actually hope that like I love the morning show. I think it's fantastic for people who love uh um the West Wing or, or Sorkin shows in general, like it, it has a very similar feel, and I'm intrigued to get into C and um, Shyamalan's show. You just named it. What was the name of it again? Um, Servant. Servant. I'm really excited about that show. I just I hope that it can last in the midst of the new streaming wars that are about to start. Um, is that all those shows don't tank because um, I'm worried about Apple TV Plus? But that's a, that's another conversation. Yeah, yeah. I would like to have that conversation with you guys, but I, at the moment. Some really good genre stuff. Servant's great genre for I'm really excited C, for Servant. C is very good sci-fi. Um, and they have some great kids stuff too. Uh, Ghost Rider, my kids absolutely adored and had a great time. I was time curious. With, so. I grew up on Ghost Rider. I was I was curious how good it was. Good. I'm happy they liked it. They did. They had a great good. time with it. They really did. Um okay. Uh let me jump into my favorite video game of this past year real quick i've only got three more uh genres here um i won't like to say much about this it is zelda link awakening oh Link's yeah awakening. you raved about it when it came out yeah it's great it's fantastic would i cannot recommend it higher it is a lot of fun i've played a lot more of it i'm almost finished this close to, to beating it but it was it, it was a lot of fun really really charming if you're a fan of 
the 16-bit era like I am, um, you this is like done. That's the one really, that feels really well. like an SNES game. Is that what you said? If Correct. I'm, okay, that's right. Yeah, it's it's like isometric top-down nice. view of the world, and it's 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 like classic Zelda. It's really good though. Um, Kate reminded me on Twitter of my favorite book of 2019. Yes. Um, and I, I'm so glad that she read it. Tyler, you haven't read Recursion yet, have Not yet, you? but I've requested it now from the library, and I've recommended it to two people based on your recommendations today alone. So, yeah. Wow. You're good. Awesome. One of them, my brother-in-law, he, we were at Barnes & Noble, and I said, oh, my gosh, you got, you have to read this. Uh, um, I'm, I'm waiting for it from the library, but from what I hear, it's, it's kind of Crichton-esque. Um, it's like, you know, to kind of a, is a techno thriller? Is that how you describe it? Or is it kind of a, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes. <laughs> Good. I sold it right. Te- Good. It, it is a techno thriller to, as I was telling Kate, to the nth degree, like Good. they just take it, they take a concept and then literally look at it from every single angle. Ooh, I, I don't even That's know what, what the concept so is. Well. Yeah. The concept here is really cool. Mm, um, so I had definitely. a great time with recursion. That's recursion uh, by Blake Crouch, correct? Correct. Yes, that is great. Thank you for telling the the author because I would have moved on and that's not the proper way to do it. Always give the author, right? <laughs> yes. Preach. Okay. All right. Uh, and then my last thing that I'm going to mention, I also talked about this a lot. It's actually over my shoulder. Um, and my top tech of this last year, um, I thought about giving it to my Apple Watch 5. I thought about giving it to my AirPods Pro, but no. I think the best tech that I've had the most fun with this past year was my Oculus Quest. Mm. Um, that thing is still improving. This last week, it got the um, hand tracking ability. So now you don't no even need way. controllers anymore. Oh, you just wow. put your cool. hands up and you can see as you move your fingers, it moves That's in virtual That's so re- awesome. I mean, it, they're just constantly getting better with this thing. Do they have the technology. movement? How, how does movement work? Like not, not hand movement, although that answers that question, but like just in terms of, I want to walk forward and backwards. Is it, do you have to physically move or is it a controller thing? Right. So they're, there are basically three different options, right? So one is transport, right? So you, in the virtual world, you can shoot yourself to another place. You see like a little arc in front oh, okay. of you and the little dot where you're going to end up and you press it and then you suddenly you're just transported gotcha. there. That is the least motion sicky option. Um, the second way of movement uh, is, is what they call um, local like room scale. So that means uh, like I have like a, you know, seven by seven foot square behind me and I can walk in that seven by seven foot square and I literally walk in the world. Right. So every step I take is a step, you know, it tracks so it knows where I'm headed and where I'm moving. And then the third option, which is what most games do, I don't say most, but many games do, which is what they call local motion, which is you have your controller and you move and it just, gotcha. you don't move, but your character does. Sure. Just like, like that's a video way, game. A that's the way that you'll get the most motion sick though, because gotcha. your, your body's not moving. So a lot of people, if you get car sick, mm-hmm. that's what the, cause that's what it feels like is you're sitting in a car, but things are moving around you. Mm. And so if, if you ever get motion sick, you might want to start very slow. Like it took me, I did the, my first uh, game that was like that. 
and I started to feel really woozy. I'd never gotten motion sickness before, but it was just, it takes a while. And so you've got to slowly, you know, build up your tolerance yourself used to it. Yeah. Build up the tolerance oh, and then you can, you can go without a problem, but just don't push it. Like if you start to feel sick, stop right away. Just take it off, take a break <laughs> and then come back. So those are my options. Uh, my, my, my uh, kind of best of quote unquote, or at least the things that I wanted to, to, to mention and talk about. Um, to uh to let people know are available and out there all right kate so what about you what is your list for 2019 well guys it's been a geek-tastic year and i have too much to talk about so i'm going to probably be a bit lorelei speed you know slow me down whenever it's needed uh i made a notables list of things that i consumed this year some of which were not actually published or created in this year it's just the year that i sort of went all out um time memory and nature of reality thread through a lot of the stories i consume this year so if you're familiar with these properties you might note that pattern i'm going to start with television which was a year for so much great storytelling and experimentation um i started with good omens which i watched with mm. wide-eyed often open-mouthed delight i loved that, that show so much and this is my pitch for the umpteenth time we're gonna do it sometime in 2020 right um <laughs> Next, Undone, which was on Amazon Prime. I binged through that, in, uh, the entire show in a day, and I encourage everybody to just go and watch. It is That's the animated one, right? Rotoscoping, yes. Yes, by the creator of BoJack Horseman. It is different than anything else I'd seen. It totally hit um, storytelling points and character points that I'd been wanting to see, but had not really seen anywhere else at the time. Um, I also recommend Black Spot on Netflix, also known as Zone Blanche, because for the original uh, title in France. Um, it features a strong, mm. interesting woman. It was such an absorbing show. I this Each season of it, I savored. I cannot wait for the new season to come out. It is ridiculously good. It brought me back to the closest thing for my version of Viking horror that there is, because there is scary monster elements to it. But I just love my main character so much. I also watched uh, Legion. I had not been watching Legion. I had no interest in watching Legion. I had such bad superhero fatigue that when I was told to watch it, I went, why? And then I wound up watching all three seasons and it made me believe in Marvel TV and it pushed the boundaries of storytelling and experimentation. Is it a perfect show? No, but boy, does it mess with your head in some really fun ways. Wow, I watched the first maybe six episodes, and I never went back. Same. Um, so you, but it's but it's worth it's worth kind of seeking out and watching, huh? Yes, if you want to see, um, if you want to see the boundaries of how television storytelling is made and done, pushed, this show does it. Cool. Uh, Jean Smart is also in it, whom we definitely like. And speaking of her, I also uh, finished the season one of Watchmen, which proved I can't ignore DC television anymore because I haven't liked any DC shows. So I just kind of gave up. I'm like, who cares? And then Watchmen came out. And I'm hello, excited for Watchmen. Yes. Regina King and Jean Smart. I really, really liked it. Wow. Watch it. I, I keep hearing everyone say that I, because I, I, don't, I don't have HBO at the moment, I, I kind of do the, like the cycle of like I, I go for this particular streaming mm -hmm. service and then do another one. <clears throat> so everyone's telling me I should watch Watchmen. It's like right down my alley. I mean, I, I, yeah. I love Lost, and apparently there's a big mystery. Because well, it's Damon Lindelof, is it not? Right. Yeah. 
Yes. I just didn't so, sure there's a big mystery good. box. It's good though. It's really good. Yeah, it's well, really good. To, she's she is just outstandingly good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, another recommendation. I will definitely I'll definitely do it, no doubt. Um I have completed the expanse season four. I don't know that Chris has yet, so I'm just going to say that it continues to be the sci fi that I want. Yeah. Uh, we won't watched, talk about when the... James Holden dies at the end or anything like that. Uh, Tyler. Oh, is that? On. I'm sorry. Oh, oof. And Avicerala kills him. But the squid that... monster. <laughs> the squid monster With the squid was monster. so cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yes. No, I, no. I, I've watched the first four episodes, yeah. and it it every time we watch sit down and watch that show, I am reminded how excellent that show is. So and good. how great. Now, I mean, again, like I'm a dude. But how great the the female characters are in that yes. show, because um, yeah. all the male characters are pretty much idiots. I, I actually would um, say I, I think it's it's and, so well reversed from normal, like where it's it's just these these really smart women who have to deal with the men around them. It's, uh-huh. it, yeah, uh-huh. it's just it's just it's just uh-huh. so funny because like all of them, just all the guys, just make the mistakes. Yes. Every single one of the mistakes, and and then all the women. All the guys are like, I can't believe you did that. And the woman's like, yeah, but I had this plan. The guy's like, oh, no, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. your plan was better. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. James Holden's like, I'm not, I'm not going to – I just did this thing. I didn't realize it. And then he just ro- walks off by himself and screams, Miller! And broods for, for a while. You know, yeah, it's hilarious. Anyway, so yes. I'm enjoying it. I, I'm laughing uh, at that part of it, but – it is excellent. It is truly a fantastic totally. show. Every episode so. went, oh, wait, that's the end of the episode. It just kept startling. Of, oh, because it I just, know. You know. Oh, yes. Watch it. You have no excuse, people. Okay. Yep. Um, the next one, probably the weirdest thing I watched this year was the OA, the two seasons that were on Netflix. It got canceled, so we have no idea what it the It got canceled again because it was canceled means. after the first and yes. then came back and yeah. But it certainly, that was my first mind-bending thing I watched this year that went, okay, that's a very different take on storytelling and mm-hmm. the way they did characters. And so it's weird, maybe too out there for some people, but it was fascinating, odd, and compulsive watching for me. Um, the Crown Season 3, which featured a brilliant recast. We've already talked about it on this episode. That so was on my wanna... on my list, too. So good. Yep. I just want to highlight the Aberfan episode broke mm. my heart. That is one of the Real most historic event. Yes. Yeah. It's one of the most poignant episodes of television. It's going to connect with something I'll say later, but it just is so, so moving across the board. Yeah. This is the first thing that you guys have talked about. I have no idea what's going on right now, but that's so, okay. I'm glad you guys have a moment. Yes. You guys can have your moment. Yes. If you want there, your heart broken, just there's a tragic episode of the crown. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the crown. Okay. I, I, I knew you'd said that, but I was, so you're still, okay. All right. Cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Man in the High Castle, the final season. Yes. I was deeply invested in Helen Smith's story arc and the consequences of John Smith's choices. It's done. Go watch. I need to get so caught I, up. I've only seen one and one and a half seasons. I just finished. <laughs> um, that was also going to be on my list. I, I had it written down, but I decided to skip over it because I don't know. There, there's very divisive. I feel like there's a lot of people who are going to love it, mm-hmm. a lot of people who are not going to love it. And you, so you fell on the, you enjoyed it, definitely. And you thought it was, yes. yeah, I did too. I thought it was really quite. There were a couple of characters that didn't quite get their due, but yes. for the most part, if you're going to wrap up that story, they did a fairly good job of, of doing that and, and doing so. And you you felt like, oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. Agreed. I like it. Agreed. 
Um, next up for me is books. I want to recommend the nonfiction book Range by David Epstein. It is not, done in a not similar Jeffrey style to Malcolm. Or related to him. Please stop polluting this timeline. Um, it is done in a similar style to Malcolm Gladwell. And it's basically a gift to generalists. So if you're that person who has, you know, hobbies all over the place, you're not that super in-depth in one area, there's a bunch of things you've been interested in, this book is for you. It validates you and who you are. And in a world where it's like, well, if you don't know a mile deep on something, your knowledge is useless. If you're that person who is trivial over everywhere, you're going to love hmm. this book. Ooh, I need good. to pick this book up. One more time. The title is Range by David Epstein. Range. Got it. P- uh, bonus. He's uh, he's a big library uh, fan as well. So that yeah, we like yes in there. I talked to him on Twitter briefly. Um, my favorite cool. science fiction book I read of the year was Tiamat's Wrath by James S. A. Corey, which is the latest expanse book. Uh, book these guys eight, only get get? better with time. Um, yes, book eight. Book eight, yeah. Book nine comes out next year, so come on, this is your chance to you start reading the series. You'll be ready for the final book release. Tiamat's Wrath. Just if I can just jump in because it was on my list as well, and we don't have to double dip too much. Uh, Tiamat's Wrath. It. I've I've long said that Siba Laburn, which is what season four of The Expanse was based on, I've long said that that was my favorite of The Expanse series. And it might still be. Um, I need to reread both of them. But Tiamat's Wrath has so many jaw-dropping, mm. moving moments throughout it. And it's just... So many uh, earned character moments. Yes. Which, for those of you who aren't sure what word we're actually saying here, because you haven't heard this word before, Tiamat is T-I-A-M-A-T. It's a mythology character. I won't... Each one of their up. books relates back to mythology in some. Or the the title relates back to uh, mythology and thematically as well. And it feels like in the new season, there's a lot more of that happening oh, too. Yeah. I mean, obviously the names of things have always been that, but even more so, I've noticed that uh, there's a lot going on. Definitely, uh, in the new season. There are Easter that. eggs yeah. everywhere. Apparently, um, somebody just got a Simpsons reference from season one of the show that no one had caught until yeah. now. I saw that on Twitter. So th- these the the show and the books are loaded with the Easter eggs. Cool. Um, the most fun novel I read this year uh, was uh, actually did it with a friend. It's called Network Effect by Martha Wells. You guys can't read it though. Ooh, until we love May Martha Wells. It's the latest murder bot book. It doesn't release till next year. So I'm telling you guys about it now because A, it's really good. Pre-order it. And B, if you have not already read the first four books in the series, which are novellas, so they're really fast reads, um, you need to. Um, it's Murderbot is hilarious, fun, geeky, sci-fi. Um, it's popcorn. It's, it's really So great. fun. So fun. Hmm. Absolutely. So um, that it, it, I laughed the whole way through the book. It's hilarious. Um, I have a novella recommendation, which is This Is How You Lose the Time War by Amal oh, Elmotar and Max Gladstone. Oh, good. It is epistolary, hard sci-fi spy story with a twist. Epistolary. Wow. Is like yeah, right around that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hang on a second. I'm, I'm not that smart. What is it? Epistolary. So it's in the form of letters back and forth between two uh, people. Oh, an epistle. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. I know, yeah. Now I know that. Okay, so, sweet. Epistolary, <laughs> hard yeah. sci-fi, spy story with a twist. Fantastic. Sounds amazing. And because it's a novella, it's a really fast read. The, the audiobook uh, edition is great. Um, 
I want to highlight also a short story collection, How Long Till Black Future Month by N.K. Oh, Jemison. It so is the amazing. strongest short story collection I've read in years. And I feel like I have to point this out because so many short story collections, you have one or two really great ones, a couple mm-hmm. mediocre ones, mm-hmm. and then some really sucky ones. And this yeah. is like solid the whole way through. And if you haven't read N.K. Jemison and you're feeling a little bit intimidated by her uh, epic fantasy and her other works, you get a bunch of short slices of how amazing of a writer she is. Definitely give it a try. It's so good. Cool. There, there are two um, stories in there in particular that are um, that are just, I would just say, important. Like, they are important short stories. And uh, unfortunately, uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember the names. Well, one, the ones who... The sequel to the to the Ursula K. Le Guin one that we read, uh, what was that called? There was the one who the ones who stayed, the ones who walk away from Omalos. Is that it? Yeah, and then isn't the sequel the ones who stayed? I think that's what yes, it's called. Yes, I think so. Um, yeah, just I, I think I think both of those short stories, Urs- Ursula K. Le Guin's uh, short story, the ones who walked away from Omalos, uh, is a is a phenomenal, meaningful, important story that I have my students read, and then the sequel to it, which I will now have my students read. Uh, it's like a spiritual sequel is by N.K. Jemisin, um, and it's in this collection. It is just important. It's a good collection. You may also know N.K. Jemisin as the one who um, she won the Hugo Award three years mm-hmm. in a row for her Broken Earth trilogy, which was a record-breaking experience. Also the first African-American woman, I believe, to uh, mm-hmm. uh, be a Hugo winner as well. Uh, highly recommend you read her writing. Uh, she's doing thoughtful, interesting, uh, cool stuff. And then my final uh, stop here, uh, just to talk about movies. Um, I saw a lot of movies this year, a lot of rewatches, a bunch of new things. Um, I think Blade Runner 2049 is the one that kind of stands out to me. I think about it a lot. There are scenes in it that kind of haunt me. I'm looking forward to Mm -hmm. my next rewatch. So that was, I I watched it for the first time uh, over the summer, right after watching Blade Runner, the ultimate edition. And that was a really great pairing uh what i loved about mm-hmm. that i also started exploring the work of two different directors uh jim jarmusch um his work patterson it's adam driver just brilliantly acting in this uh in in patterson in this quiet film where not a lot is happening and yet so much is happening at the same time it's on amazon prime um i've mentioned previously when we did our horror coverage uh only lovers left alive finally a vampire film i don't hate um, <laughs> <laughs> Which is really saying something. Um, the other director I explored this year was Wong Kar Wai. That's Wong W O N G, and then Kar Wai is K A R W A I. I watched My Blueberry Nights, which is his only English language film, uh, The Grandmaster, which is his take on the Ip Man legacy, and uh, In the Mood for Love, which was just fascinating visually and story structure and he's he's a fascinating director with a very unique style that's just give him a try if you don't need everything to be standard blockbuster style filmmaking guys what what are you saying about me how dare you (laughs) (laughs) so guys that is my list for this year tyler what left you gobsmacked well, luckily, uh, and I'm really happy that this happened. You took a bunch of mine, so I'm very, very happy. Um, it, we shared them; they were it was fantastic. Um, uh, and so, in fact, I was worried that you weren't going to say Tiamat's Wrath, and then I realized you were you had structured it in a way that made sense, unlike mine, which is just random brainstorming. Um, 
And so, but Tiamat's Wrath was my number one. The, the moment we said we want to do a a um, best of list or my favorite of list of the year, Tiamat's Wrath was was right up at the top. So that was cool. Um, so again, these are really in no particular order. Um, Amazon's Forward Story Collection, which is uh, just a series of short stories that are on on Amazon. I think that if you have Amazon Prime, they are they are free to read. Um, but if not, uh, I think it's like five bucks for the collection of them. And it's a collection of short stories uh, available through Kindle, or um, I think it's Kindle Unlimited is what it is. It's the, it's the free version of, of Amazon Prime Kindle. Um, I pulled it up and now okay, it's it's six short stories by Veronica Roth, N.K. Jemison, who we've just talked about, Paul Tremblay, Blake Crouch, who we've also just talked about, uh, Recursion, uh, Amor Tolls, and uh, Andy Weir, and they are all these um, kind of dystopian future short stories. They're really good, really digestible. Um, got some good twists in them. I really really enjoyed them. So that was a it's a good. Um, a good collection, especially the uh, the Andy Weir one, which is uh, kind of a kind of a heist story. Um, speaking of Andy Weir, um, who wrote The Martian before, uh, I, I finally this is not this didn't come out this year, but I read it this year. Um, his sequel to The Martian, which is called Artemis, which is a heist movie set on or sorry a heist yeah uh, heist story set on the moon, uh, and it is just. Uh, fun. It's short. Uh, it's not a novella, but it's pretty short. It's a short novel, and it is just so good. Set in, I believe, in the same world as The Martian, uh, which is also the same world, coincidentally, now as uh, um, The Expanse. So it's fun times. Um, isn't it the same world as The Martian, Kate? And really? It's set in the same world? It's, just, it's, it's in the future. It's beyond when The Martian is set, I believe. Um, the same universe. I thought so. Yeah, but maybe way I'm wrong. Be- yeah. yeah. Okay, man. Uh, yeah, I guess that could be. Yeah, I know that um, the expanse and the Martian of the same universe. I do not know for Artemis because I haven't read it. I yet. just sort of assumed, but maybe, I, maybe I don't know. Um, uh, so this is this is very recent, uh, but I just feel like I, we got to mention it here Rise of Skywalker. I just saw it. I'm not going to spoil it for those of you who haven't see, uh, haven't seen it yet, Kate. But um, mm. I just for me, it was such a. Um, there are flaws that we can nitpick, and, and the screeners will be discussing it tomorrow. And I'm hope, hoping to be on that episode. Uh, Chris's face uh, ask, tells though, me how Tyler, he thinks. Yeah, Tyler, I do have to ask if I know it's a spoiler, <laughs> but Chris is, is zombie Chris is slowly backing away? He does not want to talk about it. Is zombie Han? Does that actually work? Like I've I've heard mixed, you know, you know, feelings about that. So zombie Han works. I can neither address. Nor not address. Uh, I can't. I cannot address these zombies that may or may not exist in Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Um, I I cannot believe you just said that. Right? I can't. I can't wait to talk to you. I'm so intrigued. Have you, you see seen it. the movie? We need to do a bonus. We'll do. A, we'll do maybe a quick bonus reaction when Kate's seen it because I think the three of us, regardless of screeners recording about it, which Chris and I, I think will both be on, but we sh- the three of us should talk about it. Um, so anyway, for me, Rise of Skywalker, it has it has flaws, but I didn't care about them. I'm going to see it again tomorrow, so maybe I will care about them tomorrow. Um, I I really really enjoyed. Um, can I it. can I just ask this? Did you enjoy uh, the Last Jedi? I love Last Jedi. I thought it was great. <coughs> Chris is quitting right, the podcast. <laughs> wow, that that. Just so you know, listeners, we do have a plan to have a big Star Wars discussion sometimes in tw- sometime in twenty twenty. So you will. Yeah, get... we meant to do it before Rise of Skywalker. It just time got away from us. I think. Right. So um, what you can't. Well, I think it's important. Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Kate. No, no, you finish. Sorry. I, I, uh, I, 
Okay, I was going to say, so what you can't see about what's been going on with Chris's face during this conversation, you'll get to hear him verbalize that when we have <laughs> Yes. That. I don't want to have this conversation now because Kate obviously has not seen the film. That would not be fair to Next her. Next weekend. Also, almost there, but yes. Good. Yeah, no worries. Um, and um, we're, I'm going to be talking about it, like uh, Tyler said, tomorrow with the screeners guys and gal. But I'm just... Hmm. I can't wait to have this discussion. I can't wait to talk about this, the whole, all the films at yeah. once. I think that's going to be really good. That actually like looking back, let's right. look back at the films, uh, a retrospective. Uh, That'll be, be great. Uh, the other thing, and this is, this is timely, but, but my time with the series started before, uh, before th- this week. Um, so the Witcher series just came out on Netflix mm. and much like what happened with game of Thrones, very kind of coincidentally, uh, I think I must have known in the back of my head that this is coming out, but um, but I started reading the books over the summer, much like we did, uh, Kate and I actually, and in our book group, we read Game of Thrones right before the, the show came out. But um, I started, I, and th- these are not really comparable in terms, other than they are they are just fantasy, but, um, but I, I read, I am reading the Witcher series, the Witcher book series by Andrzej Sapkowski, um, and... Uh, who's a Polish author. They've been translated really well. And in fact, I'd say beautifully um, into English. And um, the Witcher series is, as of books starts with a, a bunch of short stories and then gets into novels. And I'm on the second novel. Uh, I, I think I just finished the second novel, which would make it the fourth um, the fourth book overall because the first two are collections of short stories. Um, and then the Witcher series, the show, just came out on Netflix this week. Um, and... I, I'm only four episodes into it, so I haven't finished it, but I will say I've, I've really enjoyed it so far. Henry Cavill um, is, is back um, out of the, the just morass of, of doom and gloom that was, uh, that was Superman, and it seems like he is in a show that is not horrible like Superman <laughs> was for him. And so I'm really excited. Uh, uh, I'm really excited for, for Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making Chris angry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, the Witcher, the Witcher show is very good, but I'm, I'm um, about two thirds of the way through the book series right now. And I'm really loving it. So if it's, if there's some um, just good kind of gritty fantasy uh, that you can get into uh, with, I would say some just solid characterization across the board. Uh, it's the, it's the Witcher series. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me offer a quick I've not yet played the, on the, can I offer a quick comment on the TV please. show? Oh yeah. Um, I've only seen three episodes of it, but I can tell there's a female showrunner and it's making a difference in a way. I thought I would not like this show at all. Hmm. And I thought Henry Cavill was absurd casting. I totally take that. Well, apparently back. he is super, like, super into the game, which are three, and has been right, one of the guys who said, "Right, but there are a lot of fans who are not the right person to make right. creative totally. decisions or expressions of a property." And turns out he is the he right is, choice. Yeah. So, when he's yeah. not playing Superman, he's he's really the right Would choice you stop for dragging you, that you out. Just, uh, <laughs> let's let, let's be honest though. You just like to see him shirtless, and he is shirtless a lot in this, right? Tyler I mean, does have a crush on his muscles, particularly his pecs. We, we've, we've did you hear? I, I I just heard that like he would dehydrate himself for three days. Well, it's yeah. like the three hundred guys; they would all do those same things too. That's insane. Yeah. And apparently, some of his gear they kept on having to redo because his muscles kept his muscles. wearing them. To, yeah, <laughs> I laughed his muscles so hard. are so strong that they wore out his gear. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. I need to go buy a new shirt. Why, Chris? My muscles are my too muscles big. are destroying my clothes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
Well, I, I, that's a problem I have. I mean, it, I've had that conversation before. I just didn't realize. Same. I mean, Henry same. Cavill has that. You issue guys have too, something so. in common now that you yeah. never knew. Uh, All good. Kate, I'm very curious. Maybe we'll we'll have to comment on this on a check in. I'm curious after episode four, very specifically, what you think. Um, and so just. Get back to me once you watch that. Not, not Is that bad the episode where I'm going to blow my top? No, I, no, I don't mean that to sound as ominous as it as it was. It's more of that is is a shocking episode across the board, and so I'm kind of curious to see what you what you think. So, um, okay, yeah, it's it's very it's a very interesting episode. It, it's a this is a good show. It's a it's a slow burn. The fights are fantastic. I yeah. don't feel like I've seen it all before. You know, there, I mean, there's sure there's there's dark elves and and light elves and there's magic and there's things like that. But it, this is not the new game of Thrones. This is not the new Lord of the Rings. It is very much its own thing. Um, That's good. It, it's very good. It's very, very good. Um, and there's a, there's a character um, who I love who just steals the show pretty much every time he's on as some great light comedic uh, notes to it. Yeah. I, he's the I exposition love. dude. <laughs> and he says it, which is great. Yes. Oh, look at me. I've, I've, I've run into some exposition again. Uh, it's good. So the Witcher series, uh, the the, mo- the the show that's on Netflix, and then the book series by Andrzej Sapkowski, um, which is very good. Um, so a, a podcast recommendation, which I'm surprised that we didn't get from Kate, but uh, but she's done that enough times on the podcast where she has. I Kate gives me great podcast recommendations. I always love them, so I'm I'm excited to share one of mine. You could. You can always count on Tyler to shame Kate in some way. Shape. No, no, no. That Thank was you, uh, that sounded you, that sounded shame, shaming, every... but I just I'm surprised. I was kind of waiting for some more. Um, oh, see, there he goes again. <laughs> yep. That's the second one. <laughs> just can't help it. <laughs> uh, but I would like to share one before uh, the Losers Club, which is a Not Stephen King podcast. Yes, a Stephen King uh, read through podcast uh, coming from the Consequence of Sound Network. And I, uh, they're out of Chicago. I love them. They are. All, they also have a series called Halloweenies, where they go through the Halloween series, and uh, and they're in the middle of their night, or they just finished their Nightmare on Elm Street series uh, as well. And they're going to do a Friday the Thirteenth series. Their episodes are like three hours long each, but I love them. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Uh, and and but they're like the deepest of dives on on, and and it's a Stephen King book club, and they are reading through his bibliography, um, and then. And like if there's a movie adaptation, they'll they'll talk about that. So like today, just I, I am at my parents' house in the basement, which is why it's so echoey here. But on my way down, I listened to their episode um, on on misery, Rob Reiner's misery, um, and it's just they're so good. They're very funny. They're really really smart. That like like they're my kind of guys. Like they, I just love listening to their deep dives on books and movies, and it's, and especially Stephen King. And it's allowed Misery me in your to sort of basement. I tell you, yes, Tyler, what a see? commentary. <laughs> uh, the best part is it's it's allowed me to start reading or to continue to read through Stephen King and to fill in some of the gaps that I've missed along the way. Like I started with, ooh, I watched you know The Shining, so I'll read the book. Or uh, there wasn't really a rhyme or reason, but because of of their show, I'm I'm filling in the gaps. Like I read Firestarter and Cujo, which I hadn't read before. So um, loving them, loving that series. So it's called the Losers Club podcast. Um, Stranger Things 3 was out this summer. And, you know, let's, let's do a little bit of an earlier reach into the year. That was what I wanted from from season three. I absolutely loved it. I, I thought it was um, it was so excellent. If I could have, I think what I said was if I if I could have written a list down of all of the things that I wanted from season three, they gave it to me. Like if I could have sent them a wish list, um, and so which which also you know if 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 it hadn't gone the other way, you know I might have. I wonder if I would have loved it as much. But it was exactly what I wanted. Um, 
and it, it just it's, it's a blast. Um, I've got two more things, and I'm done. Chernobyl. So this uh, Chernobyl, Fantastic. which is not so geeky, but so uh, it's such a moving ten episode miniseries on HBO. I think it's one of the the greatest things put on television in, in terms of like importance that people need to see it. Um, it's a uh, and HBO does that. I, I would say the same thing about Band of Brothers and The Pacific. Um, their miniseries are, I think, just culturally and historically important things that they put out. Um, they're just Chernobyl was so good, and that reminded me when you said um, the episode, and I forget the title of it um, of the Crown season three, Kate. Um, the uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just about a disaster that that affects regular people, and that governments have to figure out how to handle it, and they will either do do it right or do it badly. And and so uh, the Chernobyl was an important miniseries. Uh, and then finally, I don't think I've mentioned this on here, and I, this is something that has made me so happy this year. Um, I have uh, I've joined my first D and D campaign since I was. What? 10 or something like that. Really? Yes. And when I was 10, we didn't even do it right. So I wouldn't even count that. I'm, I'm playing D&D, not as regularly as I'd like. You know, all of our schedules are so busy, but we, I've got, like, I have my own dice now and stuff. And, like, we're on a campaign. Really? Uh, oh, it's so, oh, man. I have, I have a student whose dad gave me this amazing set of dice. They're, like, weighted, they're like, pewter dice. They're so good. Um. So anyway, I'm I'm doing my first D and D campaign. I also have done a, a Pathfinder one shot. Um, I've started it with a with a few people. In fact, some of my students, my my seniors this year, invited me. To, they they knew I, I was playing D and D and they wanted me to to play with them. So uh, so I played a, a few hours with with them uh, the other day. But it just uh, it really um, yeah, it's just fun. It's one of those things I hadn't done in so long. And and I you know even when I did it when I was a kid, we didn't do it well because. Basically, we were trying to hide it from our parents that we were, you know, playing Satan's game. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, so now now I can do it out in the open. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> this year, are now you, that now, you're an adult. Now that I'm an adult, I can do what I want. <laughs> so, anyway, all, all that to say, it's been a... I Hi, Tyler's mom. Said. <laughs> She's going to... Well, this will tell whether she listens to uh, to the podcast. So, um, she'll let me know how, uh, how fast I'm going to help. Um, so... Anyway, all that to say, just this has been a geeky year, and I love it, and I've loved that we we kicked out guys. We we didn't even really address this. We kicked off the geek card check this year. Yes, we transformed true. our podcast from uh, the next Trek podcast, which lived a good life, uh, but a, a very <laughs> uh, you know a very myopic, singularly focused life, and we've we've branched out into just all of geekdom, and I think we are all better for it. It's been a good year. Mm-hmm. If you guys didn't listen to our Geek Origins episode, that was a lot of fun to record and to, you know, admit those things that once upon a time got us teased, <laughs> well, harassed, I think that bullied, would... all those words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that would connect even to like those lists. It would be interesting almost to go back and, and, and you know, listen to that one and then match it up with what we just said today. And you could probably trace back a lot of the things that we just mentioned here today um, mm-hmm. to that list. So um, I'm really, I'm super excited to, to you know, get into 2020. It's going to be a, another good geek filled year. We've got Star Trek coming up. We've got like, we've already teased today. We're going to do some massive Star Wars rep- retrospective at some point. Um, there's just some good, some good things coming down the pike in, in 2020. I agree. So, I mean, on that note, um, as Chris noted at the top of the episode, this is our last episode of 2019. It's our season three, our last episode. uh, Yes. 
we'll be taking a hiatus for Christmas and the new year, and we plan on starting up with the beginning of the Picard TV show in January, in late January. So you can um, uh, go back now, listen to all the episodes of ours that you've missed, because I'm sure you've missed at least a couple, because we've put out so much great content. Uh, catch up and be ready for the Picard episode. Um, you can also find us at Geek Card Check on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And until next year, I'm your density. I mean, your destiny. Um.